welcome back to another episode here on the podcast. This is just the beginning. I've been away for the last, I think over a week now since the last episode and let me tell you just a lot has happened. If you listened to my last episode you would have known that I went to Barcelona and Madrid with my dad and it was also my brother's graduation and it was my birthday and it's been very chaotic the last week. Because of that I've Well, since coming home, I've just felt really deflated and just really down about, in particular, kind of my body and my eating and that kind of topic, as I always talk about. And I've, it's just going to be a little message about this now, but for two days, I felt really deflated about it and just really down. And I thought to myself, oh, oh, well, let's just go with the flow let's just not bother thinking positively going down that spiral that I always tell people to not go down it got to a point where I was thinking right Ellie what are you doing that just shows more positive strength that I can just actually pull myself back up from that and that's what I did yeah over the past week I've been eating out every day for a solid week it was actually last night was it last night or the night before was the first night I had my own like dinner at home cooked and I was so happy yeah okay that kind of sounds bad that it's, it's, it kind of sounds like I didn't enjoy my time away no do not get me wrong I loved it I loved the food and the culture and just the whole exploration of it it was incredible and I feel so privileged to be able to go on those holidays like that yeah just have fun and just be in the moment and that's really what that holiday taught me it also taught me that I don't need to work out and I can eat as much as the hell I want in a day and I loved it but no I loved it every day I had fear foods and it was just so fun to be out of my own comfort zone in a place in Spain where there were no calories on the menu or I just didn't know what to expect because I was ordering stuff like yeah I speak Spanish but some things you just don't really know what it is and you don't know what to expect We met up with some old friends as well in Madrid. That's kind of why we went to Madrid. We went out for tapas. And if you've never done proper Madrid tapas with all the little tiny bars, you're missing out big time. Part of their culture is kind of just go and have little, they call them pinchos or pica pica, just literally really small dishes um, in a bar. And usually in bars in Spain, like the smaller ones, they give you them anyway. So it might be some prawns or some anchovies um, when you buy a drink and you go in. And that's what me and my dad found in Madrid, that in all the bars, they did give you that just because it's just cheap stuff, isn't it? And it makes you buy another drink or buy the actual food. And I just love it. Like it makes no effort, does it, just to put some empanadas or whatever they have like on show, just give you a couple of them it's always really small stuff but that was just really yummy and like what I kept thinking in my head was that if I went on that holiday last year I wouldn't have enjoyed it I would have made a complete fuss out of it like and that's not a bad thing at all but I just wouldn't have enjoyed it I would have had a lot of tantrums a lot of crying about it all but I did it and that was the first time I really went out of my comfort zone for that but it was a wonderful it's just a long weekend I went Thursday to Monday and it was just such a good build-up for my birthday but 
because I was away, I didn't really think about my birthday. But then my birthday was on a Tuesday and that was just so fun. My sister, my sister's boyfriend was here and we went with my parents into town. We had drinks, we had dinner, met up with friends afterwards. And it was just a really pleasant day, just a really simple day with family and friends. All in all, like my birthday and the holiday I went on, they were just so fun and just definitely, again, out of my comfort zone and just kind of just teaching me how much important it is to favour memories over obsessing about how much food you eat or how much exercise you do. But saying that, in Barcelona, in Madrid, we walked probably 20k steps a day. We were walking everywhere, so I'm I suppose that guilt never really came in um but at the same time like there was one morning where I did feel a bit oh I kind of don't want to eat this morning because all I've eaten is bread etc and I was like no Ellie shut up (laughs) you're on holiday enjoy it but it was never like oh you're on holiday enjoy it next week you can diet and fast no it wasn't any of that which I loved because once upon a time that's how I always thought and That was just another thing diet culture had over me. Today, I wanted to talk about what I posted on my blog two days ago, three days ago. And I've just turned 19. So I wanted to do a post about 19 things I've learned over my 19 years. Yeah, all all these things are kind of things I've discovered over the last five years, maybe. But it's a cool title. So (laughs) doing 19 things. 19 things I've learned over 19 years. I'm going to go into a little bit more depth than I did on my blog because I didn't want pages and pages of just not gonna lie, nonsense and stuff that would make way more sense on a podcast. I didn't want people to be reading all that on the blog. I'm trying to now tie in my blog posts with my podcast so it's more, I don't know, accessible and my blogs can become shorter and these episodes can become more detailed. The first thing I've learned, which would come as no shock to you, and I guess I could have said this one a bit later just to, you know, not go in straight to it. But first one is definitely memories over gym, as I've just been discussing. This is something which I always talk about, but since, I don't know, 12 years old, I just believed that working out and being healthy was more important than friends and family. And I missed out on just so much over those years because I'd want to go to the gym in the morning instead of going to a sleepover the night before and not being able to go to the gym. I did that a lot. I didn't go out with my friends. I didn't like going out for dinner with my family. I'd always order. This was before calories was on the menu anyway. This was before kind of my eating disorder chapter of my life, even though you could look at this bit and think, yeah, she was definitely struggling back then. And I wasn't because I was 13, 14 succumbing to diet culture and this is what I believed was good and I had to eat salads every day and if I had cake one like one day I had to starve myself the next and that wasn't necessarily an eating disorder that was purely the effects of growing up in the world of diet culture when it first started taking off properly. This isn't something I want to quickly skim over but I've talked about this in quite a lot of my episodes on the podcast, so I don't want to talk about it in too much detail, and I do have another 18 things to go on about. The next thing, actually, the next two things, I'm going to tie into one. 
Um, but this is the point, again, I've mentioned so many times that nobody really cares about you. Because, which is point number three, everyone is so obsessed with themselves. Is definitely the analogy of the gym. And I talked about this in a previous blog post, I think, like a few weeks ago. In the gym, you go in, and this is why a lot of people avoid the gym. This is why my sister doesn't like going to the gym as well. Because you get this anxiety that everyone is staring at you. And yeah, maybe people are, but usually that's because I I want that machine that they're using, or oh, I love her gym outfit. It's never really, oh my God, she's got it all wrong. And yeah, there is always going to be that person in the gym that does think like that. But 99% of the time, no one is looking at each other in the gym. If they are, everyone is looking at each other because everyone is thinking, everyone's looking at me. That's why. That is the only reason. And the other thing of that, yeah, I want to use that machine you're on. (laughs) That is the other reason why people stare at each other in the gym. But you can use that analogy for absolutely everything in life. We are all so obsessed with where we're at and what we're posting on social media to care about what our, not even friend, the person from school that we don't even know. We don't even care what they're posting, but it might seem as though we do. There are always going to be those people who are still living in high school in their mind and they do judge and they do compare, but that's, that's okay too. We've got to be kind to those people because they're still growing up. They might be 30 years old, but they're still growing up. One day they'll learn that they're no longer in high school and they'll grow up. But for now, just remember that, yeah, although it's harder to believe this with social media, where it does feel like everyone is always watching us and commenting on how we look. But in the real world, if we're all thinking about that, then how can we be thinking about everyone else? It kind of just makes no sense. It's a little cycle. If we think everyone's thinking about us, we're just thinking about ourselves, if that makes sense. The next point is something which I do speak about a lot, but I don't think I've mentioned it in the last couple episodes. Forgive me if I have. Every single thing in your life starts with the relationship you have with yourself. You can't love someone else until you learn to love yourself. No, I do believe that you can't really do a lot unless you know who you are and you know what you like and you know what you don't like, you know who you like, you know what's your type, you know how to calm yourself down when you're angry, how to make you feel yourself better when you're sad. You only know these things when you start journaling or start really asking yourself why you feel these ways and that's how you then learn. I talk about that a lot, I do feel like, but it's just like anything, yeah, this is a thing I posted on my blog with this um point like anything you have to start from the bottom the foundation the core the kind of groundworks for anything for example if you're building a house you can't start at the roof you've got to build from the bottom you've got to build the bricks and the you've got to build it up layer by layer and that's imagine that's you creating your life and that's piecing together all these little parts of your life from that very first brick you lay down which is you It's kind of ironic that a lot of adulthood and a lot of later life is about this finding yourself kind of mantra concept and that you've just wasted all those years pretending to be someone else and putting yourself in someone else's shoes all the time and you just never really know you. 
which is why I think we should start teaching this and learning this from a really young age. The next point is something which, again, I talk about a lot, but this episode is all about me tying it all together. This one is live in the moment and be present. So often we just keep chasing the next thing. We never really stop and be proud of ourselves for the achievements we've just done. We always book the next holiday when we're away. When I was away, I was talking about going to Berlin and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I did just book that holiday to Berlin in September, but I just found myself kind of just looking forward to the next thing and never really living in the moment. Whenever we're out at a restaurant for dinner or out on a day out with my family, we're thinking, oh, where's the next best thing to go? Where's the next place to go? Next holiday. And that's just one kind of example of this concept. We always chase our dreams and we never really appreciate what is in front of us. You know, just think about where you're sitting or standing, running, walking, however you're listening to this. Just take it in around you. Take in the surroundings, take in how you're feeling, just take in everything. Because from there, you can then build up and, I don't know, it's really hard to explain and I'm just going off on a tangent, but just be present. It is really difficult, but once you start practicing, even just saying out loud, stop. You're in the moment, think about today. Don't worry about anything else, just live in the day you're in. And yeah, that's harder when you've got a family or you've got deadlines, you've got work to do, all of those things. But at the end of the day, you've only got today to live. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And yesterday's already happened, so. The next thing is something I opened with, which is stepping out of your comfort zone. It's hard, but it's essential in life. If I hadn't gone on that holiday, I'd still be in my comfort zone and I'd still be doing what I did before I went. If you do all these little things, then we can build up and move out of our comfort zone. You cannot live in this one place your whole life. We like being young and naive and innocent, I guess, because it's comfortable. We like staying in our parents' home because it's comfortable, it's easy, it's what we know. As humans, we don't like change, we don't like growth we just like it to be easy for us and in a way that's okay because it's an easy path I guess but then you miss out on so much we stay put and complain I think it's quite a British thing when we talk about comfort zones because so many people in Britain I know I always slag off my country but it's it's a culture it's mm, yeah I always say there's no culture in Britain but this is one of them we always complain because we stay in these lives, these bubbles, and we never change anything. If there is something that you don't like, you can change it. There's always a choice, as my mum always says. There is always a choice. You can always choose to change something if you don't like it. If you don't like your job, change it. You don't have to stay just because it's easy. It's really hard to do. It's really scary to move out of your comfort zone. But at school, we've always been taught to move out of it. The next thing is that life is not fair. This is a hard one to understand for some people, but we're all different and we all have our own lives. We must learn to accept that and not use it as an excuse for when things go wrong because life is not fair. Some people have really clear skin, other people don't. It's not the universe telling us stuff, although that is something I always talk about, but it's not that. 
it's just that everyone lives different lives everyone has different goals life is unfair you might envy that one girl at school now who's you know a model or got all these deals with brands you might envy it and you think oh that's so unfair I was brought up the same way she was that's just how it happens and another example of how to live your own life and just ignore what everyone else is doing the next one is another Ellie classic everybody is a good body we often believe that we have to satisfy society's changing definition of the ideal body but as you know from all my episodes this is non-existent this ideal body is being created yes by us by society by diet culture but we shouldn't have to believe it Every day, your body, your weight, your size, it's going to change. Throughout the day, it changes. Throughout the year, you gain weight, you lose weight, you change shape, you change size. And that's okay, because that's natural. A body, it's a body. It's your home, it's your vessel. So just start living in your own body and accepting it for what it is. The next thing, kind of like living in the moment, but this is appreciate the little things. We always kind of just overpass all the little memories we have and the last we share with people in order just to race to the next thing. And this is something that I really, I'm trying to do a lot more and just appreciate the here and now and appreciate all the little things that are happening around you. The butterflies flying outside and it's super hot at the moment. I'm appreciating that weather. The next thing is that mistakes are lessons. At school, we are always taught this, that, oh, there are no mistakes. And I wrote about this on my blog as well, that, you know, when an art teacher, if you ever had this, I hope it's common, but a lot of art teachers would ban um, rubbers, erasers in the classroom because they're like, no, everything's art. You don't need to rub it out. I'm sorry, but if I've scoured all over my work, that's a mistake. (laughs) But no, it's just that word, a mistake. I, this is actually a really big point here. Everything you do in life is a lesson. Everything you've done, you can learn from. I believe strongly that the past two years wasn't a mistake, it wasn't a regret. I don't regret stepping on that scale the first day I did or skipping that first breakfast. I don't regret that. I've learned from it. Yeah, some people could look at that and think it's a mistake, but I just think it's a lesson. And that's kind of all I'm going to say on this point because... I could go into a whole episode on this, but I'm not going to because I've probably already done that. (laughs) The next one is definitely a big one. Comparison is the thief of joy. We waste so, so much time comparing our lives, our jobs, our bodies, everything to people online, people in the real world, people we know, people we don't know, even to celebrities. We compare our bodies to filtered Photoshop pictures online, TikTok algorithms, all of these things we compare ourselves to. And it's so toxic. This has definitely increased with social media. Um, We see, for example, in the summer holidays, you might see all your friends traveling and going on all these exotic holidays, whereas you're sitting in your room, dying from the heat right now, um, just not doing anything. And we just compare everything. And it is part of the human brain to constantly envy others and put ourselves down for not having what they do. But to reiterate the point that every life is different. So, you know, 
comparing it is not going to do anything. It's not going to solve anything. We don't know, for example, if you're judging, not judging, if you're comparing yourself to someone at work and you think, oh my God, they're so successful. They've had it so lucky. They've had it so easy. Maybe they have not. Maybe they've worked their way up too because everyone starts from somewhere with their body, with their job, with their work, with their life. Everyone starts from the bottom, believe it or not. We all work our way up. You are not living the same life as the person next to you. So stop comparing yourself to them. It's so easy to do and we all do it subconsciously. Even I still do it. And it's just important to know and catch yourself when you do find yourself going down that comparison route. If it's on social media, ditch your phone. Stop doom scrolling. Delete Instagram. Even if it's for a day, just delete the app. Especially TikTok. I've been off TikTok for a while now. I've only started going back on it to post my own things, but I never scroll on it. The next one is that negative thinking is so powerful. It sends you down this spiral. Sometimes you think this one thought and if you don't act on it, if you don't kind of journal it away and think about why that thought has come about, you can easily go down that spiraling route. And that's what I did the last couple of days. I found myself going down this bloody helter-skelter roller coaster ride of just spiraling down into all these thoughts until I picked up my journal and wrote it all down. You are the only person that control your negative thinking. Yeah, okay, in a situation or an environment where you're just surrounded by people complaining all the time and people moaning and putting other people down and judging. Again, a very human thing to do at the moment. If you find yourself in that milieu, then try and get yourself out of it because it's, I feel like, I don't know what psychologist coined this or came up with it, probably Freud, it's always Freud, but I might have been Skinner with the behaviourist theory because we imitate everyone. We imitate the people we're around. That is a very animalistic thing as well. But if you're in a room with people with negative thinking, complaining, moaning, you're also probably going to join in with that. We do, as animals and apes, we do imitate everyone around us. So if you find yourself in that environment, get yourself out of that quickly. People need to learn on their own as well that negative thinking will only send you down this destructive path. And it takes a while to climb your way out of that. And I'm thankful that I am out of that now because when I do find myself negative thinking, um, I can pull myself out of it. And it might take a couple of days like it has, but I do pull myself out of it. And I'm a lot happier now. The next point is that gratitude is the key to a higher self and a better mindset. Again, I really do like this point because gratitude is, again, the foundation, the core. You need to, again, appreciate the little things, being in the here and now, and just try and find a way to be grateful every day. Find three things each day you're grateful for. That could be on a deep level. For example, this morning I wrote about the point I kind of just explained on, I'm grateful that I'm at this stage of my life where I can pull myself back out of the spiral and I can prevent that from deepening. Thoughts come about, unfortunately, And we can't necessarily stop them from happening, but we can change how we deal with them. Or it could be, I'm grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for my house, my parents. It could just be those things as well. But it is key to finding a 
abundance, a growth mindset and just, yeah, just growing. And I talk about this a lot too. Worry does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. Now, that quote, I do not know who it's by and I really hate that because I heard about it, I think it was on someone else's podcast. It might have been the Wellness Cafe, but I will have to check that. But Because again, this relates to living in the here and now. Anxiety runs through the veins of society. We are always worrying about what's happening tomorrow or what's happening yesterday. And it doesn't solve anything. You know, when you lie in bed um, before the, the day before an event or first day at school and you're just worrying and worrying, that's not going to change anything. It's just going to make you feel like shit, okay? It's not going to solve any problems. Yeah, if you worry about something, you might find a way to back yourself out of that event. I think that's the only... Just focus on each day at a time and work out how to compensate that worry, perhaps. You know, what can you do right now that will help with that project tomorrow? But if you can't do anything, put that aside. You can't do anything. If you've prepared prepared enough for that PowerPoint presentation tomorrow, that job interview, you've prepared enough. You can't do any more than that. So just try not to worry. And it is easier said than done. Stress is another aspect of it. And it is hard. It's so bloody hard. But just try and live in today. It's really hard to do, but it is something we must all try and learn to do. The next point is something that I think we can all agree on. Teenage life sucks. High school is crappy. We are all changing, becoming adults, going through utter just shite. We all have our own problems and this really quickly and really often just rubs off on everyone. We all start arguing, fighting, falling out. Friendships change. You meet new people, new people join the school. Your friends leave school. And at the same time of all of this just tumultuous chaos I guess you are trying to find yourself and a lot of the time you can't until you leave school and you're at that stage at university or you're traveling at the stage I'm at right now where you can find the time to focus on yourself you've just got so many pressures during your teenage life from school with exams with homework with deadlines with friends and trends and society social media and your parents as well Or maybe you're comparing yourself again with the comparison. You're comparing yourself to your brother who's six years older than you, who's gone on to do a master's in physics at Oxford. So successful. And you're comparing yourself to that already just because you got one B on a physics exam. It is so easy to just fall down the trap of teenage life. And I don't know anyone during their teenage lives who hasn't gone through crap some more than others but unfortunately that's the part of our lives that we have to deal with life is this roller coaster as we all know it never stops yeah people might get on and off it from your life but that isn't necessarily an end social media is toxic another great point that is i feel like this is again another one that i've learned very recently social media sucks that really hurts me to say i guess because this is I'm doing social media right now I'm recording podcasts I'm sharing blogs I'm sharing posts on Instagram but it sucks there's so many toxic um disadvantages to social media 
And it's really sad because it was created to create this society and this, yeah, this digital society to facilitate business, to connect people all over the world. For example, Facebook was great because you could find all of your classmates from 20 years ago, as my parents did, did definitely revolutionize the world, almost like coal and gas and fossil fuels and all those things. It, it's kind of the same as that. It's such a cruel world we live in now with the media and social media. No one can get away with anything, good or bad. Two more points left. And this one is you have to have a drive and a purpose in order to succeed. I am a huge advocate, as we all know, for manifestation. And if you want something, manifest it and it will happen. Very loosely put, you can't just sit and write in your journal and just manifest or pray if you are religious or just beg for the universe to just give you what you want. You have to put in the effort, the work. If you want to become a model, if you're going to do it, this is a very good example because it's such a hard um, sector to get into. But if you want to do it so bad enough, you're going to do it. And yeah, that's because of the belief in yourself, but it's also because you have the drive to do it. It's going to be hard to do with anything. It's going to be so bloody difficult to do and to get into, but once you're there, you're there. It's, think about the rewards. You can't just manifest it into existence though. Manifesting a dream life works. So all these vision boards that I've made, if you're on Pinterest, you would have made a vision board or an actual Pinterest board for the life you want to live. And that's my screensaver right now. And kind of talking about it has made me realise that I forgot about my vision board. I haven't looked at it in a while because it's just been so chaotic everywhere. But if I want that life to happen, I've got to work for it. If I want to go to those places where I want to travel to and explore, first of all, I've got to get money. But second of all, I've got to go do it. I'm young. I have the time. Right now, I'm, I have the funds. I'm starting working as well. So I can do these things. And the final one is really simple. We are meant to have fun. Life is not supposed to be monotonous. We're not supposed to be like robots, just getting up, going to work, eating a salad, going home, sleeping. We're not supposed to just be living the same boring lives. And on top of this, eat your carbs, eat that cake. We're supposed to. It's supposed to be fun. We're supposed to enjoy life. We're not supposed to sit and just exist. It's a whole thing of recently I've learned we don't survive or exist. We're meant to live. And if you're going to take anything from this quite long episode is that start living instead of surviving because surviving sucks. I've done that for way too long and now I'm learning that it's so fun to live your life. It's so fun to go to Madrid and sit in the bars all afternoon just eating all these things they bring out to you. Enjoy culture, enjoy language, enjoy just living your life like the way we're meant to. So if you're going to take anything from this, take away that point. Have a good week and hopefully, I mean, I do start work in a week, but I will probably bang out a few more episodes in the next few days. But I did hope you enjoyed this episode. And that was 19 things I've learned over the last okay, five years, but let's say in my 19 years of living. So thanks for listening and goodbye.